Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Today is such a special day. I have an incredible fellow podcaster with me today and his name is Ryan Bailey. He has an amazing podcast called So Bad It's Good and basically he calls it an exploration of all the pop culture we love to hate from classic reality TV moments of the past and present, latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. So I cannot wait to pick his brain and just get into this and learn all about him and how his podcast got started. Ryan, welcome to the show. Welcome to Getting Cozy. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm actually cozy right now. I'm still in bed, so this is great. Perfect. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by, you know, by the way, podcasting really, they need to find a way to make it more active for the podcasters themselves because I feel like I'm just getting a podcaster body where I'm like putting on, I just feel like I'm just putting on weight after weight, just laying in my bed doing podcasts all day. <laughs> It's true. It's true. I know. Even when I do like a live IG, I'm still just sitting in my bathtub. It's called Tub Talk. And I'm literally... <laughs> I'm wait, literally... Wait, do you, do, wait, do you have water in the tub or are you no. just sitting there in the tub? No, no. Fully clothed. Fully clothed. But <laughs> the bathtub is kind of my respite. You know, I have two kids yeah. and I love to just kind of escape. It's like, it's just, it's got great lighting and it's super comfortable. It's my cozy place, right? It's my, it's you, my happy you place. Gotta, you got to find those places. You got to find those places. Exactly. Exactly. So how are you doing today on this beautiful Sunday? I'm good. I woke up happy. I woke up hopeful, happy. And you're in LA, so we're both on Cali. So awesome. Well, let's get to it. I am just so in awe of your show. I want to know how you got started. What were you doing before you started podcasting? Tell us all of it. I'm an actor and I taught after like 13 years since I lost my job over during coronavirus because of that this podcast for about a year i had done another one before that uh it was kind of kardashian related and i'm not a huge fan of the kardashians but that was kind of the plot of the show was that i had a partner that loved kardashians and i was new to the kardashians really loved that whole experience never had been really podcasting before and that lasted i think a year and a half or something and then after that it, i took a little bit of a break but i was like oh, i really i miss doing this i miss talking to people and i came up with this i wanted it to be an umbrella podcast where it wasn't specifically about just one thing because the kardashians were just one thing but i love all of pop culture like i grew up watching reality shows like i grew up i was the kid that watched entertainment tonight or access hollywood mm -hmm. every night i was the guy that read perez hilton tmz daily mail like these were i still do those are obsessive things for me and so like my all my dude friends love sports i love reality shows and that's kind of so i'm a little bit of a unicorn in that sense where this is just weird but i love it passionately i love like the only sports people i know is if like you know jessica simpson dated one of them you know like i was like oh yeah <laughs> yes. jessica simpson used to be with uh, tony romo you know like i know that kind of sports but uh but yeah so all these shows are my sports and there's so much i think we're in a golden age of television especially and i don't just mean the hbo shows i mean reality shows so i grew up also listening to radio shows so my podcasts are long form podcasts it's a really idiotic thing that i do where i, I make these like four hour podcasts you'll have like three different guests you'll have comedy bits oh wow my parents will pop up so it's it's supposed to be kind of like an experience every week and there's timestamps, so you can skip around. Like, if you don't want to hear this section, go to the next section. Um, but it's 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 not what you're um, told to do in podcasting. You know, like, people want to usually be short. But I just think of these as radio shows. And during quarantine especially, 
people started to really like them because it was just something to play in the background. You yeah. Know? There was one lady that was like, I clean my cat's litter box to you. And I was like, I'll take it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's, that starts. But basically, it just these are all the shows I watch regardless if I talk about them or not. And just like you know is that this has provided me so many friends, so many new voices. I met so many amazing people because of podcasting, because of these things that we love. Yeah. And it's worth all of the work that's put into it, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. So I'm going to call you the Joe Rogan of, like, pop culture because, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and the, other, the only other, the only conspiracy theories I believe in are re- reality show conspiracy theories. That's I'll it. take so it. I'll be the reality show Joe. And I'm not bald yet, so that's <laughs> awesome. Oh, my gosh. I think it's amazing. I I am same with you. I cannot stand sports, but if a uh, entertainer, you know, dated someone in sports, I'll know that person yes. because of that. I I'm totally get you on that. Well, That's so funny. There's even there's even a reality show on HBO called Hard Knocks that is like focuses on the preseason of an NFL team, and I'll watch Hard Knocks. Oh. And I will watch the football season because I love the reality show format. Like I love hearing people's stories i love yeah uh, so if you put sports in that format like i think sports are idiotic in the sense that like why (laughs) not keep the reality show going the full season i would be totally in right yes because then you'd be you'd be invested in the games of like oh my god tony had a bad week at home with his family i wonder how he's gonna play (laughs) on the field yeah exactly that is genius you might need to go further with that ryan (laughs) 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 so how did you come up with the name so bad it's good so it was a couple of different things i you know coming up with the name really was one of those befuddling like i was really like i I want something that pops i want something that's like under an like you can put everything under one umbrella Uh so like there there was like one that I was thinking of that was like, it's Hollywood baby. Um, and I thought that was going to be it for a second, but so bad. It's good. was like a lot of the things that I love. People could arguably, if they don't watch it themselves could say are bad. You know, a lot of people will give reality shows like, Oh, that's, that's crap. You know, like, why would you watch that? That's bad. The housewives are bad, you know, like, and they don't usually watch them. Once you can get one of your friends to watch them, start to understand it a little bit more. And also, there's an embarrassing side of celebrity pop culture. You know, like there's they're, they're always doing something stupid in a way. And like, even if I love them, I can make fun of them. Like, so like the Kardashians, like they just came off like a month long of like you, they were doing something stupid every week from Kim's vacation to Kendall's birthday party yeah. to, you know, like just, so these are things that I want to, talk about to make fun of like and they, they are it is so bad that it becomes good eventually <laughs> like everything you know like so i think that or even just like we were talking like the the bachelorette claire's journey is so bad it's good right on oh the bachelorette. yeah i mean like that falls so in line so i can talk about anything i like to talk about all pop culture like i had um uh Dumois on yesterday who has this huge instagram account of like celebrity blind gossip and we were able to jump around to like every celebrity because I just, I don't know, I just grew up on that. So I want to talk about that, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. And I think it's just a guilty pleasure, right? So it kind of It's a guilty pleasure, but I think we're making that. it so it's a pleasure pleasure. Like we're actually, I feel like what we're doing here, it's not saving lives, but we <laughs> are making this like, I don't even think it has to be guilty anymore. We're doing yeah. something with this. Like this is giving us some sort of purpose. And we've made, I'm sure you have too, it's like, I've met such cool people doing this is that like all these people that listen to it, some of the smartest, funniest people I've ever met in my life. And it's 
So it's like guilty pleasure. Like I used to think that, but now I'm just like, maybe this is just pleasure pleasure, you know? I like it. Yeah. I like that perspective. Very unique for sure. And what was your first reality TV show that you watched? The very first one. The Real World. Uh, oh, Real yeah. World was like my entrance when I was a very little kid. That blew me away. And I kind of got it all Real World. And then I think like everybody go like, Real world to Survivor to The Bachelor to Housewives. Yep. And once I landed on like Bravo and all that kind of stuff, everything exploded. But I mean, I I mess around with TLC shows. I mean, I used to be mm-hmm. into Little People, Big World back in the day. You know, there's not a reality show that I wouldn't try. You know. Okay. All right. When you started watching The Bachelor, was it from the very beginning? Yeah, I was. I watched the first seasons. I dipped out after I think the fifth or sixth season because I was like, uh, I get it. But then I came back about uh, two or three seasons ago okay. because it just it was one of those things online everybody was talking about. So I was like, I want to be a part of this conversation. Right. Yeah, I started the same. I started season one, but I never stopped. I literally have watched every season, probably maybe minus a couple. What a, what a, what a long, <laughs> arduous journey you've been on. Wow. Right? I know. It has definitely changed a lot. How are you feeling about where the show has taken itself in the past, like, maybe couple seasons, past couple seasons back? Well, I mean, I think the the rise of, quote-unquote, Bachelor Nation and Bachelor in Paradise and stuff like that, so it's, mm-hmm. it really is starting to become this bubble that everybody – is under i mean we see that with claire she's been on like winter games that's her paradise and then even with uh taisha i just love like even this claire is like chris you said you would never give up on me and you didn't like i love (laughs) the fact that everybody is buying into like they're going to find all of us love one day right chris harrison will never give up on us and i i love that he's like president of bachelor nation and I just love that they all have to like kind of date within Bachelor Nation now. So I think that <laughs> the rise of this this small but dangerous community has like because they're all Instagram influencers now and I always think about it like this is that like, oh my God, we're gonna have to support these people for the rest of our lives. Like we're gonna have to <laughs> click on their tummy tea ads for the rest of our lives. Right. I, I feel like, man, like you got to stop at some point. You keep introducing, like, I was like all those guys like, with Claire. I'm like, oh my god, now we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to follow Easy for the rest of our lives, right? Or, you yeah. Know, whoever the boy band Jimmy John or whatever that boy band guy, yeah, is, Kenny, the, the boy band manager, Kenny, yeah, Jimmy. Um, and <laughs> hey. I was like, right now, now they're introduced into the fold. I mean, it is going to eventually overtake like a small town one day, and they'll all live there. Oh my god, I love it. That's so funny. It's so true though it's so true though and I feel like they have pressure on themselves not to date outside of Bachelor Nation because I've interviewed a lot of people in Bachelor Nation and it's true like they feel like their soulmates are in Bachelor Nation and I'm kind of like guys you can like venture into the real world don't you ever think of I always I always think about it It makes me laugh I'm thinking about somebody dating outside of Bachelor Nation and if you kind of like thinking of it it's like you know, people that are like Catholics only dating Catholics or Jewish only like, you know, like you can date outside of your religion. You can date outside. But I just wonder if like at the annual Christmas Bachelor Nation party, if you bring somebody that's not a Bachelor Nation, if you get shunned, you know? Yes. It's like a sorority or a fraternity in a college. Like I refuse to date frat guys. Like I just refused. Right. I mean, I might have (laughs) dated a couple at first, but then I was like, no, I'm done. Yeah. 
I was absolutely shunned. Everyone's like, what are you doing? You know, you're a sorority girl. You're supposed to date a frat guy. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not dating a douchey frat guy, okay? I'm just not. So it's the same type of feel I feel in a Bachelor Nation. It makes me laugh. And you know what? You know what? You know what kicks me off is that it, it's like these rules. Like you get into Bachelor Nation, and all of a sudden, like everybody is open for something. Everybody's open for love or hooking up because they feel like it moves their status up in Bachelor Nation. Oh you know? yeah, definitely. In fact, I've kind of taken on the role as like a dating coach for some of the Bachelor people because. When I get to know them, I see who could kind of be because I'm like a former dating coach myself. So I Are kind, you really? Yeah, yeah. So I kind oh of. Oh God, I, I need I need your help. Oh, I'm happy to help you. I love <laughs> love helping my friends find love, but yeah. So I kind of you know try to fix them up because I'm like, okay, I see this quality in you and this quality. This is perfect or whatever. So I'm having a blast with that. But no marriages yet, you know. But hey, it's it's still early. I kind of just started doing it, so we'll see I'm what happens. Fascinated that so you have actually. <laughs> how do you? get all the bachelor people how do you talk to them do you just reach out do you have like how does that all work so pre-covid you know since we're in california i feel like our access is pretty good as far as yeah, like totally. right events and things like that so i went to all the bachelor events kind of came my way i mean i'm in san francisco so you know there's tons of stuff there there was stuff in napa one of the biggest ones i'd say probably the first ones was like a napa train event napa wine train event and it was all so it was like, like, come meet some of your bachelor yeah. friends and drink wine on a train. Yes. So I much didn't know fun. They had bachelor events. Oh my gosh. So it was through If Only. It's called If Only. That has a ton of bachelor events. I'm probably going to like blow them up now, but they have tons of bachelor events and you just kind of, you know, see what's out. Obviously right now there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing right now. But pre-COVID there was tons and tons of stuff. So I came upon this. My friend, I think, told me about it. She and I went. We figured there'd be hundreds of fans. Ryan, we were one of like 12 people on this train <laughs> with 12 bachelor people. Okay. There wasn't a bigger turnout. Oh, my God. People didn't know about it, right? People just didn't know about yeah. it. But, oh, my God, how happy were we? I mean, we basically got unlimited time with people like Blake, Wells, Annalise, Vanessa. I mean, Everybody, like, it was crazy. Even Stephanie Pratt from The Hills was there. Uh, she was actually wait, on a... Stephanie, wait, has Stephanie Pratt been on The Bachelor? No, but she was on a date with oh. Derek Pace, their second date. Oh, my God. I know. It was Whoa. incredible. So, and we went to, like, their after party after because there were only, like, a handful of us, right? It was, like, no big deal. So... It was amazing. It was like a 12-hour mass event. <laughs> like, it was so much fun. And, That's insane. Right? That's and from, awesome. from there, I just, I developed connections with them. I, I followed up with them afterwards, and they all just started coming on my podcast, just one after the other. And, oh, I uh, love that. Yeah. And then after that, I just kind of went to every event because I knew them or, you know, I wanted to meet more of them or whatever. And the way that I got started was through Ben Higgins because my brother-in-law actually worked with him in Denver. Ben Higgins was my first interview I ever did. He, no way. Yes. That's like a huge, that's a huge one. Jeez. Right. So he opened the door to everyone else. Because once you say, you've, you know, Ben's been on your show, they're like, oh, Ben's been on your show. You know, we're happy to come on. So, but they are the kindest, sweetest people. So genuine. I adore all of them. I mean, anyway, this isn't about me, though. This is about you, Ryan. So. We can chat no, about I, that I, later. I, no, I, I'm, a, I'm a geek for this stuff. I, <laughs> I, I love, I, I, but also, you know, it's one of those things I get like guests and stuff like, but I gotta, sometimes I get really nervous about reaching out to people because I treat them like celebrities in a way and you Aww. forget that still this is somewhat like we would consider this like independent film in a way. Like the majority of people 
are not us, you know? Right. Like, so when yeah. you, well, I'll treat like the Vanderpump Rules kids, I'll be like, oh my God, it's like Tom Cruise or something. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot of people don't even know who they are. You know? Right. No, I have the same exact way. So anyway, we can talk more about that offline because it's fun. I've had a yeah. blast. So you started in 2019, same as me? Yeah, 2019. So yeah, uh-huh. the podcast started about just, I think we're at a year anniversary. Uh, oh, congratulations. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. So who was your very first guest that you ever had? First show, I did not have anybody. Second show, my first guest was Danny Pellegrino. And <gasps> wow. I've known Danny for a, I know Danny for a couple of years now, and he's had me on his show a couple times, and he's always been, uh, you know, just somebody that everybody looks up to. He is kind of the king of this stuff. And yeah. So I was friendly with him, and he was nice enough to be my first guest. And I also, that, that episode, I had Darcy from 90 Day Fiance on there as well. And yeah, I mean, that kind of started there, and then... Like, I think the next one was, like, Laura Marie Shane Halls, who does Sexy Unique podcast. And I love talking to other podcasters, usually. You know, that that's an amazing thing. But if you can mix that with, like, somebody that's on these shows or somebody interesting that you yes. meet. Like, I, I think I have, like, a, a chef coming on soon uh, that has, like, a big following. And I'm so excited to talk to her. Like, it is a really – it's a good way to just meet people and find out what they're about. Everybody has such a unique way of thinking. Oh, for sure. In this podcast world, it's like a big family. I mean, we're all happy to, you know, come on each other's shows. And it's just, it's awesome. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And just being able to connect with people right now is, to me, that's everything. I mean, I'm just, I'm such a networker, connector. Like, that's just everything to me. So being able to do that, even in these times, you know, is a, is a blessing and a gift. Yeah, I mean, that between the podcast and my the Instagram, like, that was, it, it really did take me out of my bedroom. You know, like yeah. you were able to talk to like who you thought were listening. You know, it's very specific in my head who I'm talking to. And, and on, you know, Instagram, like that's the part. Now it's where it's like grown so much where it's like it's hard to keep up with my DMs and stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to miss something because things yep. do. Uh, you have to train yourself to get in the habit of doing all of this stuff. You know? Right. It's a full time job. I mean, it really is a full time job. Really, it, 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 <laughs> Luckily, I lost my full-time job, so this really is my full-time job, you know? Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, Well, are you talking about acting in general or – well, no, I was an acting teacher for oh, right, right. 13 years. So that happened over uh, COVID, unfortunately, where, oh. you know, the online classes, you know, just didn't have the same. Uh, yeah. But what was crazy, I was just on a TV show. The week all this happened, I had just filmed an episode of Chicago Med on NBC, and I was in Chicago. And I remember all of this happening where this was just starting. And I remember a producer on set was like, hey, uh, somebody on the soundstage over has uh, got covid and you know like we're <gasps> securing the building and, and stuff like this and oh my it was, God. I, but we but we are like oh what does that even really mean and then the next week i flew back to la and everything just started shutting down and, and so it was just crazy and that was what seven months ago so it's, right. it's been wild i know it happened so fast i was actually in denver watching the finale of peter's season and I had like a couple of interviews, you know, set up because do you remember that restaurant that Chase McNary and Sean McCarthy, they opened in Denver? Yes. Revel Social? Yes, yes. Okay. Yep, so yep. it was like on my bucket list to go to this restaurant and it 
<laughs> funny enough, it, they actually closed because of COVID. So I'm so happy I was able to get out there. Shout out to them. That restaurant was amazing. It was like a bachelor mecca. Um, both- I, love your, I love your bucket list. I want to see what else is on your bucket list now. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, that was like very, very high up there. And it was so much fun to watch the, the finale with like all the bachelor, you know, obsessed fans like me, right? It was so yeah, much fun. That. But that was my last trip before COVID hit. So I remember being in the in the Denver airport trying to fly out and they were closing flights everywhere. Just every single flight was just, you know, then it was delayed and then it was canceled, canceled, canceled. And I'm like, oh my God, get me home to my family. This is terrible. Um, I was freaking out. So I was literally on the cusp of like everything closing. So I got very lucky. I was able to go, you know, check that off my bucket list and get home and safely. And then we, we went under, um, you know, we went in hiding or whatever it was uh, right after that and lockdown. Well, it is, it's quite like, you know, but it is weird when all like this time passes when you're not doing a lot or you're not, you like your life is completely different. So it's like time stands still, but at the same time, it's gone so quick. Seven months ago feels like yesterday, but yeah. at the same time, it, I mean, so it really is weird. Our concept of time has been totally messed with now, you know? Oh yeah. We're just so lucky that there's been some great reality TV to keep us, you know, entertained and occupied. Well, I- how do you find watching these like that's what I like uh, watching some of the Bravo shows for me were hard at times I thought some of these shows really work best when you're working all day and and you have something to look forward to at the (laughs) end of the night you know yeah and so it's I did have to adjust the way I watch these shows in a way if that makes sense I don't know if you dealt with that at all um so I actually all my jobs I work from home so I'm a sleep coach um, like I said, I, Wait, you're I, a dating coach and a sleep coach. Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny that, <laughs> oh my God, wait, wait, so, wait, what, what part of the dating coach do like, can you, can you hire you for both? Like I want to get, yeah. and I also want to sleep, you know, <laughs> I can do both. The sleeping coach is more for like babies and children, but I have, have I'm helped. A baby and a child. <laughs> I have helped a lot of adults sleep as well. So yeah, I, I love, it's just super rewarding and I just love it so much. So I That's never amazing. stopped doing that. Thank you. I've never stopped doing that. And then of course the podcasting just kind of like just took up another notch because I had uh, more time, I guess you could say, but I'm yeah. a mom of two. So I still had to juggle, you know, it's a full-time job and it's always oh, at home anyways, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And my husband works outside of the home and he was able to keep his job like the entire time. They never shut down. They never, you know, went into lockdown. So he was still going to work every single day. It was tough. It was challenging. God. I was definitely drinking more often uh, for sure, but I feel like yeah, 2020, it's okay. Drinking didn't, even, drinking didn't even become special. It became like water. Oh, you know, yes. Like, oh, I guess I'll have a glass of water right now. You know, exactly. Like, it became something where it wasn't like, it was just normal. Like, it was just like a period of time where I remember like a month or two during this where it was just like, yeah, I guess I'll start drinking the wine now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know. And nobody's going to judge you because, I mean, we're in the in a global pandemic. you're not around anybody. Like, I'm well, not, that's like, true, too. Judge me, you know? <laughs> That is very true. Yeah. So I was just kind of juggling everything and I have a very supportive husband. So on the weekends I would do all my recording and at night, you know, cause being a sleep coach, my kids go to bed at 7 PM. They wake up at 7 AM. So I have a lot of time, you know, once You're they're in bed. 12 hours of sleep? One, you are an amazing sleep coach. 100%. They're five and eight and they've been sleeping like that since they were four to six months old. Dude, I hope you warn them about being an adult, how you get like five to six <laughs> hours. Jeez. 
<laughs> right? I know it's going to be a brutal, like, rude awakening. Hey, yeah, tell them, enjoy, enjoy it now while you got, I wish I could go back and sleep as a kid, jeez. I know. Well, I always tell people, if you go to bed after 10 p.m., you're going to get wired. So if you can get in bed before 10 p.m., you will sleep like a rock. But, ev- no, who goes to bed before 10? Do you know anyone? Wait, 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 that's not, wait, 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 that's not true. I was, I, some, during, like, the election last week, I was getting into bed at, like, 9.30, and then I was up for, like, five hours still. Oh, no. What time were you well, waking was, up? I was probably watching TV and on my phone. Yes, so exactly. Probably... Well, I thought you, you. I thought it was like a magic thing if you got into bed. Oh no, sleep, no. Right? I mean, okay. if you try to go to sleep before 10 p.m., you will sleep like a rock. But if you wait till after 10, it's like it's a window. It's like this magic window. And same for kids. So seven and eight between 7 p.m. That's and 8 so p.m. Weird. Yeah. I thought about that. It works like clockwork. It's insane. It's it's not even me. It's just it's that knowledge. It's just that when you know, you yeah. know. I'm going to try it and get off my phone and TV and try to get into bed before 10. And if it starts to work, I'm going to immediately pick up my phone and text you that it's working. And then I'll be up. <laughs> then you'll be up, though. See, that blue light will keep like, you I feel, up. I feel myself drifting off. I must let her know. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so I could talk to you all day. You're, you're amazing. So where do you see your shit? No, no, no. That's it. You're, you're right. I'm amazing. Okay, well, good talking to you. Bye. <laughs> so where do you see your show going in the next, like, year, you know, two years? Well, I know this is crazy, but I want to be the first uh, podcast on Mars. No, 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 not at all. Wouldn't that be amazing? No, No, I see. I I think we're going to – I probably will – the long-form thing, I think, I don't know how much longer that's going to be. That was more of like a quarantine thing and all that stuff. I think it's probably going to scale back a little bit. We're going to adjust some of the things on that. I can't wait to eventually do live shows once that's able to be done again. It is weird that – you know, you know that when it takes off, it's just weird. I can't, like, you're like, oh my god, like thousands and thousands of people are listening to this, and it's 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 wild, you know. So I can't wait to go out there and uh, you know doing a live show is like a goal of mine. Talking to there's like a wish list of guests that I have that I would love to talk to. So I gotta keep working on those. I gotta get. I got, I struggle with confidence a lot, so I have to Aww. like like I have to really push myself to dm or email people like you know reality stars and stuff like that and usually they always say yes but it's one of those things in my mind where it's it's like this big thing you know and then you're like yeah okay cool so oh my gosh uh, ryan you have to get over that you have to get over that i'm I'm learning as i i think this podcast has helped me learn to get over a lot of that stuff but sometimes i'm still that insecure person uh that i was as a kid and you just have those well you know you go through life and you have those little things that pop up and so i think this podcast has really helped me with a lot of things like that so i mean i think of just getting everything tighter finding what really makes people laugh like that's the goal is to be as silly as possible (laughs) to have great content but to, to make people laugh like i do you know, like I have reoccurring characters that are like a, a Garth Brooks or Justin Bieber, and I, I love to pick out clips uh, of theirs, and I'll just do rants about it. And I love finding <laughs> those things that I'll laugh myself silly while I'm doing it, you know? Aww. And if I can find something that I find funny, I'm starting to realize, wow, the audience will find that funny, you know? Or at least my audience will find that funny. And you realize you're not everybody's cup of tea. So it's finding those people that like you and, and just keep rocking that, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you have to have fun. I mean, I always say, you know, I'm only going to do something for as long as I'm still enjoying it and still having fun. Like I used to be a flight attendant and it was so much fun at first. Right. I mean, I had the best time and then it just started not being as fun. And I'm like, what am I doing? I know this is like a job everybody wants, but if I'm not enjoying it and I'm not having fun, 
no, I'm out. Like, you yeah. know, see you. So there will be weeks. There will be weeks that it's been a struggle, and especially because of coronavirus and all the protests and riots over this summer there have been weeks where it's felt like so much pressure at times but it's one of those things that like then when you're doing it and piecing it together it's this great release and it is this kind of something that i'm really really proud of but like anything else i I do think anything that's worth something you know you work at and i think this is one of those things that it is definitely worth it to me and that's why I put as much work into it as I do, you know? Yeah, for sure. And having a platform is everything. I mean, you can talk about what you're most passionate about. That's my favorite question to ask a guest is what are you passionate about? What do you want to talk about? What is something that just means so much to you that you want to share, you know, with my listeners, just everyone? And that is just I, I mean, powerful. Yeah. I want to share that Jack Taylor from Vanderpump Rules is a horrible person. <laughs> That's my main thing. No, no, no. no. I, you know, you, but you're totally right. It is, it is that platform, and it's, it's realizing there's a delicate responsibility with any platform. I think you have to acknowledge that, realize that. And I think if you listen to my podcast, you'll see somebody that's learning as he goes, you know. We that are. That is wanting to listen to different opinions, wanting to, and also wanting to, you know, and especially in these the political climate and these times that we're in, is that we got to, like, work together at some point. And if we can agree, that's what I would say, if we can agree on one thing, like, if we can all agree that Jax Taylor from Vanderpump Rules is a horrible person, then we got hope. <laughs> like, we can build on that. We can build, like, because we got to start somewhere. We got to start somewhere. And, you know, whether it be, like, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Like, I'm a kind of person, like, we, you know, hey, I feel like it should be obvious that we should wear a mask outside, just out of respect. I feel like that's obvious. But if we can't agree on that, what can we agree on? That's so a good like, point. So, Jax Taylor, let's start there, and let's kind of go. So, if you listen, you'll hear me. You'll hear me kind of struggle with uh, events. I know uh, during the protests and the, the riots, like, you, you know, there, there was – you really hear me trying to work these things out, and uh, I think – that's why a lot of people maybe have liked it because it is not somebody I, I don't I'll preach against reality stars and stuff like that or preach about but I I'm trying to figure out life I'm trying to figure I get disappointed in how the world is I get really happy about how the world is you know it, it, I'm like everybody else I'm like everybody I just I just have a podcast which yeah. by the way anybody listening you'll have a podcast one day too I'm almost positive about it so <laughs> Everyone's going to have a podcast eventually, right? Yeah. So let's talk about Jax Taylor because this is like, it's a very, it's a hot topic, you know? And I'm just curious, <laughs> like where, where does your hate for him come from? Like where did that first start? Well, I think it's, okay, so I, I really have this thing where I think, uh, I, I mean, there's like a joke, like the character that we see on the show is sociopathic. He's a liar. He's a cheater. And he is somebody that's uh, still managed to thrive. A narcissist? And I feel uh, an extreme narcissist. Okay. An extreme narcissist. And we've seen that every season, every scene almost. And he does the same things again and again of like, I'm, you know, I'm a work in progress, blah, blah, blah. And it's like you can't just keep saying you're a work in progress without doing the work. You can't just be in progress. you got to put the work in. <laughs> and here's right. somebody that's benefited from just being an average good-looking white dude for his entire life and somebody that cheats, somebody that lies. And listen, I make my own mistakes. I do all of that kind of stuff. But when you see this on a weekly basis and you're just like, you know, you see somebody cheat and lie and do it again and again and again and try to still like suck people in. I feel like it's not maybe even Jack's. It's the representation. It's what he represents. 
You know, I there's a lot of people out there like Jax. There's a lot of people out there that have screwed over a lot of women. There's a lot of people, and he represents that for me. And I, I just I disagree with a lot of the things that he's done and said. And I kind of look at it as like WWE wrestling. You know, it's like you get passionate <laughs> about. I never watched wrestling really, but I know there there were characters in that. And you were like, oh my god, I hope Macho Man Randy Savage wins against Hulk Hogan or something. You know, right. and that's how I am with Jax. Like I love to beat up on Jax because he represents. Like you know, the guy might be nice. Who knows? But he's, you know, he's also one of those guys that bullies people online, you know, like he right. loves to block people. He loves, he can't take a joke. He can't do the, you know, like the guy is somebody that shouldn't be online, yet he is. And he reminds me of a certain presidential figure that has, you know, <laughs> we all know about. Like, it's just somebody that has a platform that, you know, thinks that they're using it in a certain way. But in, like, I've seen him make fun of like 12 year old girls, you know, Ooh. like I've seen him pick on people like that. And it's like it's it's really funny in me and at the end of the day it's really sad so okay he's where he's like my baseline for like horrible reality stars but like my dad pointed out because i made my parents watch vanderpump rules to be on the podcast about is that <laughs> i you know he says you gotta have a bad guy in these shows to make them work you know yeah yeah well that's what my question was his edit do you think that is who he truly is because You've seen, especially on The Bachelor, right? I mean, people get these terrible, terrible, horrible edits, and they're really not bad people. They're really not in real life. So, but you're telling me that he actually is a bad person in real life. Well, I mean, that, I mean, that's you know, everybody has good and bad in them. I think though, where there's smoke, there's fire, and bad edits only go so far. Okay. You know, like you, you know, I, I would be curious for all of us to be on a reality show and see what kind of edit we got, but. I will say that the majority of people aren't having as many crazy things or interacting as crazily as Jax does. And by the way, okay. Jax is very much in control of his own edit on Instagram and Twitter, yet he still chooses to be an asshole. So that's different than a reality. So like, so you're like, oh, my God, that actually is how he is. Like, he can choose not to do this, yet he's engaging in fights with trolls. Like, that's that's <laughs> completely bizarre behavior in a way. But yeah, like the bad edits, I mean, or even like, what's his name on The Bachelorette that told Claire, like, oh, I expected more from the oldest oh, Yosef. in history. Yosef. Yosef, yeah. Do you think that was a bad edit? Or do you think he's wacky, you know? No, I, I, I don't think he's a good person. And and all the stuff exactly. that's, all the stuff that's come out prior to that, or I mean, that tells you right there that he was. Well, and the way these always, these guys or girls always proselytize, like, you know, you took me away from my daughter. No, dude, you took yourself away from yes. your daughter. The fact that you even applied to be on this show, you're not maybe a good parent. Right. You know, like there's there's a reason why you're not probably with the mother of your child. Like the fact that you tried to gaslight Claire, who I'm not a big fan of Claire. Like, the, I mean, it was really gross. And that's what I'm railing against. That yeah. kind of behavior, that monologue that he gave Claire was just insane yeah oh no I know my jaw dropped to the ground I couldn't believe I was hearing what I was but seeing great TV great TV though oh for sure and and that's what they want you know I mean bottom line is they want that that shock factor they want those you know oh my god moments they give them to us one after the other for sure but yeah you know I, I mentioned tub talk earlier Top Talk really came from the fact that I wanted to know who the person was behind who we see on the show. I want to know who you really are. Can we have a conversation? You tell me where you, you know, where you're from, where you grew up, how you grew up, what, 
childhood stories like that kind of thing just to know the real yeah. person because I feel like editing is so heavy especially on The Bachelor but on all reality TV shows that it's important it's necessary so I think that's what kind of got that started and I just I love just being able to know who that person really is you know? I love that but do you think a person knows who they are like I sometimes don't think really fully know who we are like people can sometimes tell us who we are better than we can sometimes tell ourselves you know yeah these people like yosef probably thought he was being a badass you know <laughs> yeah. yosef probably was like i gave her the what for that won't happen again <laughs> and he doesn't realize how idiotic he comes off looking so right. i think sometimes when people think it's just it, and it's interesting we've now had like 20 plus years of intense reality show culture where some of these people are going into these shows knowing how to edit themselves, trying to create content, trying to... So we've been raised on people that are playing this game, whether it be Survivor or The Bachelorette or even Housewives, where they're trying to their storylines, where they're trying to get public curry public favor. You know, it's, it's fascinating true. the psychology behind these reality stars now because they've grown up on reality. Right. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. 100% I agree with you. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and a lot of them, too, when I talk to them, say, you know, they learned so much about themselves watching the show back or, you know, just being yeah, on the back. show, they, right? They do. But yeah, being they on the show. They didn't put that part where I was cool. They didn't put that part where I picked up a piece of trash right. and threw it away. <laughs> what, I mean, why did they show that? I was so good. Right. Or, you know, when we have the, the sessions with the therapist there or whatever, and they're, they're really learning about themselves. So a lot of them say that was the best part of it is that they learn so much about themselves. So I would say that when they go on the show, when they come off the show, they have a better perspective of of who they are i would yeah i i find that and it's always then interesting to see them then pop back up on like bachelor in paradise or yeah you know i mean like um like john paul's a weird dude like you know like it's <laughs> gonna be interesting to see him like keep popping up on these shows you know? right right yeah and he's he's trying to become like this very serious actor which i think is very uh, well uh i mean Here's a little tea. He came to the acting school I taught at. Like, oh. I, met, I, I met John Paul the first day he came in and had to walk through classes with him and stuff like that. You know, interesting oh. guy. Wow. Do you see potential of him becoming like this serious actor? This like. Actor? Uh, <laughs> Are you uh, going to plead the fifth? <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably I'll plead the fifth. I mean, I think he has a very specific. Okay, so I think he has a very specific quality. And if you can teach him how to harness that quality that he has uh-huh. that people love, you know, and then if that happens and the right part at the right time happens, if you meld those two together, something could happen. Okay. But it's, it, you know, like anything in Hollywood, it's a one in a million shot, even if you're the most amazing actor in the world. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so maybe, you know. Yeah. So did you see what Taisha kind of saw in him? Because, I mean, Taisha is such a freaking force. Well, yeah, he's got that voice. He's got, I think there's also certain people that you're like, that person operates different than any other person I know. Mm -hmm. So I would like to find out more about what makes this person tick. So I think maybe there's a little bit of that there. Like, I'm not gay man, but like, I could see that with him. I could see that, like, he's definitely a a different kind of person, you know? Intriguing. He gives off, yeah, he gives off a different energy at least to find out who that is. It's... I think there is something to be said for being not like the same as everybody else, you know? Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Speaking of tea, 
Is there any tea you can share with my listeners that is going on in Hollywood in general or the entertainment world, housewives, anything at all, anything you can share with us? Well, Erica, Jane, and Tom Girardi from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, of course, are getting divorced. Yep. But the tea is, or what you know, what we're hearing is that he's had a girlfriend or another <gasps> girl on the side for a while, and that oh, wow. she is now dating somebody that is a successful person and has yet to be named. But, you know, so there are these, that's a story to watch. I don't think it's going to really play out on the show at all, but I think we will be seeing more items about that in the press right now. We're still, of course, waiting for the official pickup of Vanderpump Rules. That still has not been picked up. And usually around this time in the year, this is when they show the preview for the next season. We haven't even started filming yet. So that is, I think they, you know, we're trying to figure out what's going on there. I think they're rejiggering the whole concept, possibly. I think they might focus it more around Tom Tom. Uh, but yeah, I mean, after the firing of Stassi and Kristen on that show uh, and the Black Lives Matter and COVID, of course, like all that stuff, I think they're really having to figure out how they want to have that show. And are we really interested in watching a lot of these people have babies? You know, right. so, <laughs> they're all uh, pregnant. Yeah, that's something you to watch. Real Housewives of Salt Lake premieres this week. Yes. I got to see an advanced uh, copy of it, and it is really a great start. So it is a new cast of ladies that you guys are all going to fall in love with. I only got to see the first episode, but I'm so excited to see more. But it's a great, solid first episode. It's not a, It doesn't tank at all. It's like a really good first episode. So I think that's one to really keep your eye on, and I think everybody's going to really dig that, you know? I chatted a ton about that with Moni because she was there as well in the same virtual. Yes, yes. Yeah, and she just was blown away. So I cannot wait to watch that show. I cannot wait. The Vanderpump thing, uh, you know, it's interesting. Did you hear that Jasmine Good, uh, I believe, was on Nick's season? Yes, I I actually uh, met Jasmine because her friend uh, Janet, who used to be best friends with Sheena, is on the show sometimes. And Janet was on Vanderpump Rules sometimes, but Janet was on my podcast a couple of times, and one of the oh. times I recorded, Jasmine was there, and I got to meet her. She was really nice. I'm trying to get Jasmine on Tub Talk, because I would love to chat with her, too. But I heard that she could possibly be on Vanderpump if they do have another season. That's very true, yeah. That's really awesome. I, I do hope that happens. Well, that's the thing, too, about Vanderpump Rules, is that they got really kind of knocked this season for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons was there wasn't a lot of diversity in the cast, you know, which None. is, of course, a big thing, as it should be, but the crazy thing about it is, is that I know a lot of these guys personally, is that these places are filled with diversity. At Tom Tom and Pump, there are so many Asian American, African Americans, gay, straight, lesbian, I mean, like, so many different people, and they choose to just show what they show. But I'm telling you, I've met like a cast of characters over there that are so good that they could really pull from, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I hope they do. I hope I hope they do if the show continues because it's all right there. Like I would and they're all friends with each other. Like that's what we need. People that actually know each other and people that aren't forced to be around each other. Right. And it's not scripted or any, you know, exactly. It's all natural, authentic. Exactly. Yeah, and I love, love, love. When I went to L.A. last year and went to Pump, I was absolutely blown away. And same with Tom Tom. I've never seen. I love, yeah, Tom Tom's really actually decent food too. Wow, I was so I was just amazed, and I got to meet Tom Schwartz, which was so cool. He was yeah, they're they're Schwartz and Sandoval. I mean, when it's open, they're one of them is usually always there, and they're always happy to like those guys are 
super. They're never, uh, they never say no to a fan. They never, they really appreciate what they have, you know? Oh, yeah. And he, I had not watched the show yet. It, my friend was with me who was like obsessed. She's like, oh my God, that's Tom. That's Tom. I'm like, who is Tom? I just walk right up to him and I'm like, you are so good looking. Hello. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm happily married. I'm just being silly. And uh, I didn't even realize who it was, you know, but he was just a tall drink of water. Oh my goodness. And then I'm sitting at the bar. <laughs> I'm sitting at the bar and Zach is sitting next to me. And again, my friend's like, oh my God, that's Zach. He's from Kentucky. Tell him you're from Kentucky. I'm like, who is this person? Hi, I'm from Kentucky. He's like, no way. You know, it was just so casual and fun. And it was just like, it was weird. I mean, it was awesome, but it was so weird. But yeah, so we much call fun. That like, you know, Vanderpump Rules, Tom, Tom, and Sir, you call it the circuit. You know, because yeah. they're all within like two blocks of each other. So it's yes. like you can just hit up all three in one night. Yes. And Sir, too. Yeah. Sir was amazing. And we actually got to talk yeah. to Peter Madrigal. Yeah. Peter, the he's there as well because he's actually, and like, that's what's got to suck about a reality show is that like you're on a reality show and you're the, still the guy that actually is working there. Like, all the other guys kind of have fake shifts here and there when the show's running, but he actually counts out at the end of the night, right. which I think is hysterical. It's like, this guy still has to work there, you know? Yes. And he's so funny my cheeks were just hurting after after we had the episode he was so hilarious we had the best time but anyway it's just it's such a interesting culture you know and I didn't watch it like from season one on like I just have been watching it a little bit here and there so it'll be interesting to see if they continue but the housewives so do you have a favorite franchise out of all of them I mean, Real Housewives of New York you know I think it's on a different level in the sense of just the the repartee and uh-huh. For some reason, I, you know, if uh, to be a snob, like if you're a theater actor, like I, to me, that's like Broadway. Those are like theater actors, you yeah. know, and then like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is like an action blockbuster movie, you know, and so my <laughs> taste toward to be more like independent film and stuff like that. So Real Housewives of New York hits it for me on a lot of levels. Uh-huh. They, of course, were in like a building season this past season because Bethany left, but Leah came in and all this stuff. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's different, different strokes for different folks, you know, like it's. But New York always hits it for me. I like Beverly Hills. I like, I mean, I watch all of them. I mean, Potomac kills it this season. Potomac is killing it this season. But Real Housewives of New York, I think, is my favorite just because I've been with it since the beginning, you know? Yeah, same, same. I watched from when, yeah, season one, Bethany, still a huge Bethany fan. Is Bethany one of your dream guests? Of course. How could it not be? Right. I mean, like, just like the work she's done, I, I love to, you know, you, that's just somebody you would love to pick their brain about. And it's almost, people where it's reality show it's a great little thing that she has on her resume but it's not even like a fraction of what she's done in her life you know? oh yeah and those are fascinating people because some of the housewives are they're just a housewife you know right. and she's managed to really do that and also like the charity work she's done is just insane those people that have used their platform and then chosen to help people on top of that that's to be like, cause sometimes, and I'll even say sometimes I'm not even the biggest Bethany fan in terms of her on these shows, but what she's done with her life, you cannot deny, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Using her platform for just good and, and just yeah. for the world. And now she has her own podcast too. And I think she just hit a million. <laughs> yeah. It's just insane. So she's doing great. Who else would be one of your dream guests? This is kind of an Instagram or podcast or radio person too, but Michelle Collins yeah. I think is amazing. And she's a, just because that is the kind of career I would love to have. She has a show on Sirius XM. She's funny as hell. She's a host. She's beautiful. She's like, she's, I, she's would be 
an amazing, I would really, really love to have her on uh, sometime just to laugh with her because she makes me laugh so much. Other than that, it's like I would love to, Leah McSweeney from Real Housewives of New uh-huh. York, I, I did a whole bit on the show where I was in love with her all season, so I would love to finally talk to her. Oh. Uh, Andy Cohen, of course. But then if you go outside of that, I mean, all of these pop culture figures out there, I mean, I would kill, like, like Tom Hanks would be a dream interview for me, you oh, know? Yeah. I would love, I would love, love, love to anybody that's passionate about what they do, I would love to talk to, you know? Yes. I think Aaron Paul is, like, on the top of my list. Oh, yeah. He's got it. Talk about, Sid, you know, his performance in Breaking Bad and just what, I mean, it's just, and he's actually a super nice guy, too, I hear from yes. all accounts, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's so many. I know, and that's what's so great about the industry that we're in. I mean, there's just, there's so many people that we'd love to have on. And, and it's funny. I mean, I will tell you, I have been blown away by the people that have said yes to coming on the show. So I want you to have that confidence to ask whomever you want to have on your (laughs) show, because you should, I mean, you deserve to, you have built this wonderful platform, this amazing platform, please. Thank you. A dream, well, a dream guest would actually be Chris Harrison now that we're talking about it. Right, yeah. That I mean, would wouldn't be you love to just, I mean, like, I, I, his face when Claire told him, like, the little sit-down talks he had with her this past week, oh, where yeah. he's like, let me pull up a chair, and, like, his face was hysterical. He's like, you're, you're really in love, okay? And he's like, hey, you know, don't bullshit me. Did you and Dale talk before this? Yes. You know? Like, I yes. love... I would love to know what was going on in his mind this whole time. Like, I just want to know how that show is pieced together, you know? He would not want me to interview him because I would be a hard ass. I mean, I I am so mad at him for pressuring Dale. Very upset about this. I think that there... You know what's next, Dale? proposal i'm like wait how wait why why <laughs> i mean it's, i really i felt like they should have taken a step farther and made them marry on air like you just you blow up the bachelorette you're getting married right now legally they might i mean we don't know well, they, they had all those bachelorette like people come in them i feel like they should have made them that night like they should have like Hello. okay this is you you get married right now because you just potentially ruined this entire season. You I know? know, seriously, I know. I just I'm so mad. There were no options. Like, why couldn't they just kind of like snuggle up in a bungalow? You know, get cozy in a bungalow while Tasha is like doing her thing, and at the end, maybe they'll have two engagements or something like that. Well, but I mean, I understand feeling ain't love. I understand that, but I've also been in situations where that's petered off after three weeks you know like so i really am curious where they're at like because dale was like yeah i'm open to this process i he goes i do feel love like he's like i think i recognize that feeling of love yes i think that's what it is okay and she's (laughs) like no you're the one you're my dad i love you like yeah without a doubt so if somebody's in your face you have cameras on there if you have this i'm telling you that is so much pressure that you wouldn't even be aware of how much pressure it is and you're like well i did sign up for this show where i did say i could potentially find my wife the show is so fascinating this season because of all of this it is not the regular season but it works in this very weird way you know, so it's really entertaining, but in a very different way than we've ever seen before, you know, oh, because it for points sure. out how ridiculous the format is. Yes, 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 you're absolutely right. And yeah. you all these guys going like, no, no, it can't be Dale, dude, no way, yeah. no way, yeah. which I want to know more about that, because it sounds like 
the guy stuff, like they felt something very different from him. And I would love to explore that more, like what they mean by that. Yeah. Well, so I, when, when they first released all the guys, I started following all of them and I started DMing all of them. Like I said, I have no fear. I will wow. absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. You got to send me what you got to send me your form that you DM, DM people with, like what your form letter is to these people. Ryan, I need to copy this. Ryan, there's no form. It's literally, it's okay. This, okay, this is what I do. Oh come on, you have to write like there has to be a similar thing for each of these people, you know? No, I just I make a story, I tag them, and then they almost always see it, and then I say, hey, you know, I would love to have you on my show once uh, allowed or whatever, and they're yeah. always like, hell yeah, and I just tell them I have this bachelor reality tv ig live show by the way if you're not doing ig tv lives with people on instagram it is so much fun have you done that before i did one with an account called lucy on the ground a couple weeks ago to try it out and it was a lot of fun so i think i'm going to definitely do another one again because it it turned out to be a lot more fun than i thought it would be that's how I do Tub Talk. It's just an IG live with whoever, whichever guest I have, right? And then I save it to my IGTV yeah. and then people can watch it at their convenience or whatever. So I just say, hey, can you go live with me, you know, at your convenience? Like we'll work around your schedule. They're all down. They even have asked ABC and everyone's been told no because, you know, the show is currently airing, right? But they're all down to do it when the, when the sanctions are lifted or whatever, right? Even Peter Weber, I had his mom Barb on and Peter actually- Oh my, oh my God, Barb's, Barb's facial reactions at the-, re, at the uh, Oh, they're the priceless. The, uh, I mean, ama- I, oh my God, and Barb cracked me up. I mean, that's insane. Priceless. I will send you that one. Peter came home towards the end and crashed the IGTV live. No, it was awesome. epic. And he just, I can't even believe I could talk because I'm just like, I think that guy is just amazing. But it was the best thing ever. I mean, he he was on my bucket list, right? And then, so he came on. So he's going to come on. But it's all about the contract. Will you, will you ask Peter about windmills at all? <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't bring up the past. You know, oh, I want to yeah, know okay, the okay, future. Okay, okay, yeah. But yeah, and that's what I told him. I was like, we don't even talk about the show. I just want to hear about you, you know, and that's that's why I was able to talk about or talk to Barb because we talked about how she grew up and I had her in tears. She was talking about her, her childhood and her family and, you know, everything and her sons and her husband and, and she and I were both flight attendants, so we had that in common. And I think she just got such a horrible, horrible edit. She's actually a really great person. So anyway, she did get a bad. She did. She. I mean, she did get a bad edit. I mean, yeah, bad she, edit. She did. Bad. So she was yeah. happy to come on. So that's what I'm saying. Just put it out there. You will be shocked. You will be floored. Do you know Jared Freed, like the huge comedian Jared Freed, who does the the screams, the Bachelorette yes. screams. I literally posted one of his screams because it was fucking hysterical. And he reacted to it or whatever. And I said, Jared, I adore you. I think you're hilarious. Would you ever want to record with me? We recorded the next week. Like, I am telling you. Somebody, somebody literally emailed me last week saying try to get him on. And I was too chicken to reach out. So oh, my God. I will reach out to him for you. Like, he is <laughs> so nice. I was like a tiny little show that, like, I'm telling you, Ryan, just do it. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, I like I like that this is uh, a podcast, but we're also doing therapy for me, so I like that. And you know, I told you I'm a coach. I'm a coach of all things, apparently. I know so. this is great. <laughs> Are you going to charge me after this? That's what I gotta... No, definitely <laughs> not. No, but I'd love to if I'm in LA. You know, 
post-pandemic, I'd love to grab a drink. You, oh, God, yes. That would be amazing. You totally. are incredible. I've loved having you on my show. So, okay, we've talked wait, about wait, wait, stream wait, wait, guests. Real quick, though. Give me, yeah. give me tea really quick. Like, what, what's going to what's gonna happen with Dale and Claire? Like, they're still together, obviously, yes. right? Yeah, they're still together. They have been together, I guess, for, what, three months now. So he was just in Sacramento. And so he was just there. And then they're going to go to his hometown. So I think it's getting pretty serious. I mean, so I did think... they quarantine the whole time? together i believe so i don't know i think they kind of played by their own rules you know normally they so i wonder do we follow their journey every episode still i know they're on this week on the next bachelor yeah like it's a good question every week we follow their bachelor like of like them going back to his hometown and stuff like that i'm curious about that and That'd this past cool. week did you notice how a lot of the like they really are propping up like easy and kenny and like are those the people that go far with taisha you think is that why they're letting them do so many talking head interviews where they put the chiron with their name because they want us to remember them it's possible it's possible i mean did you watch jimmy kimmel with taisha on there no no i i have to do personal things sometimes so Uh, okay (laughs) (laughs) okay so i will send you that because jimmy basically said what he who he thinks the top four guys are and so yeah. I don't think Kenny or Easy well, we're were also in. Getting, we're getting an influx of new guys. This yes. Too, I, think. I, I know they are because if you read the Marie Claire, they had all the Bachelor contestants and there's like 60 of them. And <gasps> I didn't see 20 of wow. those contestants. So they're all in there, you know. So I know they're bringing in new people because they even said post-quarantine, pre-quarantine. You know, they even had like the list. And this was like released months ago. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. You're right. You're right. Okay, so, well, we know there's going to be new guys, right? The top four that I saw, I know included Ben and included Zach C. So both those guys are currently on. Really? Zach C? He was on the top four, yeah, that that Jimmy wow. that Jimmy predicted, right? And then I cannot remember the other two guys, but like I said, I'll send you that. And you guys, if you want to see it, it's on my IGTV. It's on uh, the Tasha and Jimmy Kimmel Live. It's like a four-minute thing. It was awesome. She spilled tons of tea. She was saying that she didn't even know what was going on with Claire and Dale when they called her. Like, they told her nothing. I mean, who knows if she's being completely and totally honest. Maybe she's being coached. I like that Bachelor Nation is secretive. I like that they keep things from right bachelor nation people well you have to there there needs to be a constitution for the bachelor they need to draw the constitution (laughs) and like the founding fathers like chris harrison and mike fleiss and all those people have to sign it you know oh my god yeah i mean i completely agree i i think it was interesting she kept saying to be honest and honestly and jimmy's like are you being honest like you keep saying that over and over again so it is great you have to watch it i will absolutely send it to you i loved it and she looked so cute and sweet like she was adorable i mean she was just no, she so cute she definitely has an outward shine person she oh has yeah a shine to her, you know? oh yeah definitely definitely so i don't know we'll, we'll have to see what happens but this season's gonna be crazy wild i just think it's it sucks that she's only gonna have what two-thirds of a season instead of a full season i don't like that that makes me kind of angry but also i don't then you have to hurry love even more than you're already hurrying yeah exactly somebody on instagram had like tagged chris and said so are you gonna sue claire for breach of contract and chris wrote back and said for what falling in love and getting engaged like exactly what the show is about and i'm like well touche but still you know she did blow up the bachelorette <laughs> i just thought it was so funny to the guy, Chris Harrison's talking to the guys i'm like hey guys you know we all wanted 
clear to find love, and we did that. We did that for right, her. You know, right. I love when he said that all the guys did that for her. And all the yes. guys were like, yeah, we did a good deed today. Like, it's hysterical. Well, and I have to tell you, the the ones that I've talked to, they are salty. And for good reason. I'd be salty, too. Oh. Well, but by the way, this is what being thirsty will stab you in the back. These people all wanted their TV time, and this is what happened. So, the, you know, like... I'm sorry, like toughen up. Like you shouldn't be that salty because you're online. You're you're on a TV show to find love to begin with. So I think that already comes with a bunch of things that you should have been prepared for. So it's like the Yosef thing. I feel no sympathy. Like no. in regards to the show, like I felt sympathy for that one dude that had the one on one with her. Oh, Jason. Jay, I felt bad for him because he just seems like he didn't really understand what was happening, and I kind of felt bad for. <laughs> Well, not Blake, but I mean, I don't know. There was like certain people where I was like, okay, I think they really like Claire. And that, you know, you compare to your own life. And when you really like somebody, you're like, you do get hurt. It does hurt your heart and your body and all that stuff. So I felt bad for those guys. But for the rest, it's like, dude, you're getting your Instagram followers. Don't worry, you know. And you have a new bachelorette that you have a chance with, you know, that you're, it's yeah, like I just love how fresh start. Shift, though, of like, well, uh, Tasha's my favorite now, you know. Oh, I know. I know. It's like, is it real? I don't know. But Either way, it will be a great, great season. I think she's going to be one of the best bachelorettes we've ever had. So I'm super excited to watch her journey, as they say, right? Well, you'll have to, you'll have to come on my pod and talk about the, uh, the bachelorette as we get further into the season. Oh, my God. I'd be so honored. Thank you, Ryan. I would love that. That would be a dream. <laughs> would absolutely yeah, dream. no, I, it's, it's great because I, cover I covered it with Monty a couple weeks ago, and I'll dip in here and there, but it's usually with I want somebody that I enjoy talking to to do it, you know? Oh, um, thank but, you. I don't do bachelorette week to week, but I'll do it here and there. So uh, always looking for good people to talk with it about. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Monty and I did a Patreon Bachelorette episode, and that was a lot of fun. We had a great time with that. I've known Monty since the very beginning of my podcasting, so we, we go back really far. Well, how long have you been doing it? Well, same as you, like about a year. I would say nice. like actually maybe two years in January, so maybe like a year and a half. I actually had a podcast nice. prior to this one, so I kind of broke off and did my own thing and joined Taste of Reality Podcast Network. So that was really, really exciting. So now I'm on this yeah, who's bigger that? platform. They're awesome. Good, good They're, we're working on merch. I'm so excited. So I'll have to. I'll yeah, have no, to. <laughs> I know. I talked to them a couple of times. There, it really is cool the platform they have and how they can you know put merch in there i i think they're great they so many good podcasts on there too on that network yes i will send you a stay cozy sweatshirt so you can uh stay, oh, hell yeah. stay well, cozy I down mean, there that, in la that is wait, by the way the podcaster body loves a cozy sweatshirt right <laughs> the podcaster body <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Well, again, I'd love to have you back, Ryan. I'd a blast with you. I were yeah, definitely talking is offline. A great way to uh, start my day. Oh, so you are so so sweet. Oh, and Ryan, where can they find you? The podcast is so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Subscribe to it. Like I warned you, they are long. There are timestamps. Skip <laughs> around. Do not feel pressure. It's all good. There's you're gonna find something in there that you like. Instagram. I do a lot of memes and like stupid stuff. It's so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. Follow me. DM me that you found me from this show. I'll follow you back. Uh, I love Instagram. I'm on there a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. And you're going to find me love and sleep. So good luck with that. Yes. Yes, I will. (laughs) (laughs) I will definitely do that for you or at least try my very best. So you guys. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Stay safe. Stay cozy. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Have you ever had a bad waxing experience? I had one so awful that I swore off waxing for good. Until the day I met Nikki, the owner of Lunchbox Wax. She convinced me that her salon was nothing like the one I'd experienced. 
Though hesitant, I agreed to try a service at Lunchbox. I am so glad I did. She was right. The salon was warm and the staff was so welcoming. My specialist was kind and patient, bending over backwards to make me feel relaxed and calm. The service was quick and as comfortable as it could be. I was amazed waxing could be like this and made sure to book my follow-up appointment. I'm grateful to Nikki and so glad I chose to trust her and Lunchbox Wax. Book your waxing appointment today. Make your life smooth with Lunchbox Wax. New to waxing? After your first wax, get the same service next time for free. Already a Lunchbox Wax fan? Save up to 48% and get a 12-month Brazilian unlimited membership. Book online at www.lunchboxwax.com and use the code BOGOFREE. With all our Bay salons now open in Dublin, Alameda, Walnut Creek, Concord, Brentwood, San Ramon, and Camden Park. Use code BOGOFREE at www.lunchboxwax.com. 